Blog Talk Radio. Mixer. 
because I do I do have some. Um, I don't know if I have a whole lot of maybe a little bit of control over the volume, but I don't know. Anyway, I shouldn't waste that much time because we've only got an hour here. Um, I, I can't extend the time though. I, I have total. I am God. I am God on this show. I'm the blog talk God. As far I can, I can make this show 24 hours long um, if I if I so desire. I certainly can. I certainly can if I so desire. We may just have a uh, bad connection all around. The uh, um. Yes, I really don't know how to improve this. The only thing I know to do would be to completely reboot everything, sign back in, and we just don't have you know, time to do that. We'll just have to live with what I have. Um, I, I suspect it's the connection. I think it's the Internet uh, connection. And because I'm at 95% volume here at home, there's not much I can really do about that. The uh, I know... And I am back. I have rebooted. I have relogged. I have checked everything. And if everything is working correctly, there should be sound. We are hoping that there is sound. And I'm going to check. And um, we shall have there. And great. So, Apparently, this was a blog talk issue. All I have to do is go in after the show and edit out the five minutes of silence or so. Exactly. This was um, a bad connection between here and the uh, desert island where blog talk studio seems to be located. Well, we solved that problem. We certainly did. Well, I don't have time for my usual preamble, so we're just going to have to go directly to our um, uh, stone of the week, isn't it, which is yellow jasper. Uh, I'll tell you that all jaspers are uh, are completely uh, wonderful. Uh, first of all, they're inexpensive. They're hard as they can be, and um, uh, every jasper is a grounding stone, simply put, and they come in every different every different color, every possible color. You can uh, create a uh, complete set of chakra stones that are nothing but jaspers. They, they're every possible color. Every you can even sometimes find a jasper that's rainbow colored, uh, and um, they're kind of like tourmalines. You know, everybody knows black tourmalines. You know that there's rainbow tourmaline. There's watermelon tourmaline, which is great. It's a, it looks like a slice of watermelon. It pink in the middle, has a white rind, and then green. And uh, of course, this is good for working on uh, luck with love and money. Uh, they're wonderful to include in a little mojo bag for uh, love and luck. And uh, when you see it, you just think that can't be real. That must be fabricated. But it and, and it is by Mother Nature's loving hand. But yellow jasper. Um, very powerful stone. Um, jaspers are used for protection. If nothing else, they're so hard you can throw them at people and, and hit them with it. Um, and uh, yellow jasper uh, works on solar plexus chakra, uh, which means that it can help amplify your self-confidence, your connection to people, uh, your your courage in dealing with people. Helps you. Uh, bring about a uh, joyous uh, interaction with people. And um, uh, usually stones that uh, connect the uh, uh, with the solar plexus are especially revered by people who speak or work with people. And um, it is uh, uh, considered a stone, not a crystal, because it's opaque. Uh, and um, also because of its structure. 
it's a it's a good shielding stone if you happen to be the target of resentment, jealousy, uh, attack of any sort. Uh, that solar plexus chakra uh, is where you absorb attack. That's uh, the one you protect when you're crossing your arms, you know, and when you're putting on a pot belly. That's where you, that's where the empathy. Uh, comes in. A lot of people think it's the heart chakra, but it really isn't. The heart chakra is really pretty um, uh, pretty tough. It's the solar plexus that is your social chakra. That's where you're absorbing all that empathetic uh, input. And that's why when you cross your arms, you're protecting it. So that's the defensive posture. Uh, and also, you'll see a lot of uh, spiritual people do have a pot belly. That's where they're putting a pillow over that solar plexus chakra to protect that empathetic uh, input. So, um, you wear this yellow this yellow uh, jasper. You, you keep it with you for a long time, and you'll find your self confidence can grow. Um, it's very uh, sunny stone. These yellow orangey stones are very sunny. They uh, help infuse joy. Uh, many people, we don't diagnose medical conditions here or psychiatric conditions, but many people find that they elevate mood. And uh, Sometimes these help with, uh, remember the pot belly and the, and the uh, sacral region there. Uh, many people find that if they're on a diet, if they're wanting to reduce weight, uh, yellow jasper can help. And uh, they, um, uh, during astral travel, jasper of any sort can help ground you. Uh, astral travel is a risky proposition sometimes, and uh, this can help ground you. Uh, it is a earthy stone. Jasper is earthy and helps connect you to the earth no matter which one you use. Uh, I like the brown and red jaspers if I'm going to connect to the earth, but any jasper will do that. And uh, it's a uh, wonderful um, uh, stone to make a uh, elixir with. You infuse it into the water. Uh, one of the best ways to do this, uh, I don't like direct infusions. I don't like to put a stone in water directly and infuse it um, for a variety of reasons, if you get the dust of the stone or pieces of the stone in the water, uh, many stones have uh, toxic qualities. Uh, not all of them, but many of them do. And, you know, certainly sure you can learn which ones you can take uh, harmlessly and which ones you can't. But why take chances with any of them? Um, I put it in a vessel, uh, you know, like a baby food jar, and put the jar, submerge the jar in the water and let the infusion occur. But another way you can do it is to take a bottle that's got a foot, you know, like a champagne bottle, a wine bottle that has an indentation in the bottom. And you just set the stone on a dish and put the bottle over it and fill the bottle with water and let the stone do its thing. Uh, and do it. Uh, you know this works because they sell water bottles that do that. They've got water bottles that have a uh, internal compartment with crystals and you put the water in the bottle and the stones never make contact directly with the water. They're in a uh, internal glass chamber and you shake the water and uh, uh, you shake the crystals in that little chamber. And uh, there are these uh, bars. You go in and get uh, water and they have a wand, a glass wand or a plastic wand with crystals in it. And they put the wand in the water and let the infusion occur indirectly. Uh, you know, these are time-tested techniques. You know, they tend to work. But after you make your infusion, always put a few drops of uh, alcohol of some sort. Brandy is the tradition. Uh, you know, Everclear works. Uh, what you want to do is kill the uh, uh, possibility of mold forming in the water. You don't want your water to get moldy and make you sick. You don't want amoebas to grow in it. It's kind of nasty. Uh, but that's um, that's very good. It's very good. So, um um, that's yellow, yellow jasper. We just love that stuff. The Crystal Silence League, um, as we have said, founded in uh, 1917 or so by Claude Alexander Conlon, 100 years old. If you go to www.crystalsilenceleague.org and uh, you go to the prayer request page, you'll find that we get quite a few, uh, anywhere from one to 200 prayers a week. And, uh, we we pray for you there. The pastors of the Crystal Silence League will pray for you, and many people pray daily. I tend to print out uh, many of these and put them on a specific dedicated altar in my chapel. Many of us do. Um, uh, we have some pictures of that. In fact, we have uh, pictures 
on the Crystal Silence League Facebook, um, and even on this website of altars, they have some of the petitions printed out. Usually uh, people print out 10 or so and pray over them. I, uh, I, I print out about 10 uh, a couple of days a week and pray over them. And then, of course, we pray on this show, which uh, we'll do right now. Why don't we? You can join me. I'll call out the prayer ID number. I don't call out names. We keep it anonymous. Sometimes some of these prayers get fairly personal, and some of them, um, uh, you know, they call people out, you know, on some of their wrongdoings. So we'll just use prayer ID number. We keep your uh, your names anonymous. We uh, respect anonymity. So prayer ID nine six two three two. Who prays for? Uh, he says, pray for my friend B. He's in the ICU of a local hospital. He's having mental as well as physical problems. Pray that he gets better soon and enjoys his life. Also pray that his dog, M, is okay while he's gone. Prayer ID 96231, who says, Heavenly Father, I need money to get married and build a house. Papa, bless me with this large sum of money. Uh, Direct my steps to channels that can link me to openings that can give me money. Amen. And prayer ID 96230, who says, I ask the unseen to reveal those seeking to harm me and remove the blocks to my success and legal victory. The spirit workers who are aiding my enemies to keep the block, reveal them all, remove these blocks. Amen. Prayer ID 96229, who says, Today I'm scheduled to be induced for my third pregnancy. I pray with all my heart, and this is uh, Tuesday, this is today, I pray with all my heart that everything goes well and I'm able to successfully, easily, without issues and pain-free, give birth to my son. I pray that we are both safe, healthy, and happy throughout both my labor and birth and for a speedy recovery for us both afterward. I pray that today I will get to hold my son safely in my arms with no issues and we're both healthy, happy, and safe. Amen. Well, may that be so. Prayer ID 96228. Please pray for my wife and my health, for our finances and our seven children and our 20 grand kids and our two great-grandkids and for peace in this world. Amen. Gosh, if you have seven children and 20 grandchildren and two grandchildren, I imagine that your health and your finances are a bit stressed, sir. You know, my, my heart goes out to you. Prayer ID 9, you got a, your own village. My goodness. Uh, prayer ID 96227. Who says, requesting your affirmative prayers for a breakthrough in finances as well as healing and good health for my cat, Max. We will call out your animals' names. Why not? This this good cat, Max, and myself. May all pieces fall into alignment to bring these breakthroughs about. I also would have like the ability to live in ease in a less stressful place where my pet and I can enjoy our improved health. And I would like the financial ability to leave my abusive boss and job. Thank you. Amen. Cats are my favorite. Prayer, I have a cat and a dog both, though. I like them both. Prayer ID 96226. Dear God, please allow me to receive the money that I have been waiting for. I need my money in my account tomorrow. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, I believe I will receive. Amen. Prayer ID 96225. I need love, light, and prayers for my son. He's been falsely accused of a crime he did not commit. This started when he was 17 and is now 19. His his life and ours have been a living hell for almost two years. We need prayers to win this case so we can have our lives back. Please assist me in praying to the universe and your deity for a win in this case so my boy can have his life back. Blessed be. Amen. Prayer ID 96224, please pray my life gets better and I start getting money to pay my bills and kids and pray that I have a good health always and things just get better. Thank you. Prayer ID 96223, please pray for my partner and I that the people who are buying our house Get their finances sorted to finalize the move so we can move away from here now. 
pray for us to get a move date soon. Amen. Prayer ID 96222, who says she has a broken heart, and she prays that SS is no longer heartbroken. Her heart is filled with lots of love, laughter, enjoying summer, and nurturing. Stephanie enjoys happy, loving relationships. Stephanie has a wonderful romantic partner. They travel and love each other deeply. Amen. Prayer ID 96221, I ask St. Judas Tedo to intercede and demand what my niece did for me, all the nasty words that she have used against me. I need all the prayers for her to understand and to come back to me and say sorry to all what she has done. I ask all my spiritual guides to get into her mind to understand that she has been used by my enemies, make my niece a, to come back to her nasty world to say sorry, thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer ID 96220. Heal and bless any sexual problems from me. Amen. And he also prays to bless and grow my spirituality. Heal and calm and bless my emotions. Protect me from danger. Bless my relationships. Bless my pet. Quickly and successfully sell my mobile home and property. Amen. And prayer ID 96213. Lord, thank you for life. Thank you for safety, health, and protection over viruses and diseases. Grace, mercy, favor, and life longevity over myself and family. Lord, I'm asking and expecting a financial favor, a miracle from you before this week ends. Lord, we've been on a rocky road for a while and in debt for family, lost our jobs and can't seem to regain anything. I pray unexpected money, full-time career for myself, and A.S. with a great salary, benefits, and company. We need you, Lord, today. Please favor us. Amen. Let's have a moment of silent prayer. For all those in need of comfort, support, financial aid, and a blessing. Amen. We've made it halfway through August in 2020. Isn't that something? It's been a very challenging year. Uh, you know, in during the Great Depression, 23% of the nation was unemployed, about 23%, and it's called the Great Depression. You know, currently we have almost 30% of the nation unemployed. We're in worse shape now than during the Great Depression. Isn't that something? Apparently, we're handling it better, um, but we are. We are. We have the biggest deficit, uh, financial deficit uh, ever, ever. So we have some catching up to do. We certainly do. We have some catching up to do. 
In the Crystal Silence League, we believe in prayer. We believe prayer works. Um, we believe directed prayer works. We believe in what's called scientific prayer or prayer therapy. And scientific prayer or prayer therapy is the synchronized, harmonious, and intelligent function of the conscious and subconscious levels of mind specifically directed for a definite purpose. You may find this very similar to uh, certain definitions of magic, which is directed and focused will. In scientific prayer, you must know what you're doing and why you're doing it. You trust the law of healing. Prayer therapy is sometimes referred to as mental treatment. You'll see this in New Thought literature. term is scientific prayer, of course. In prayer therapy, you consciously choose a certain idea. You, you know what you're focused on. Often we write prayer petitions. We, we put our intention in writing. We focus on it. We, we send it out. We have a certain idea, a mental picture, or we have a plan which we desire to experience. We realize this capacity to convey this idea, this mental image, to our subconscious by feeling the reality of the state assumed. This is an important step. We assume the state and we feel the reality of it. This is called entering the state of causation. We remain faithful in this mental attitude And as long as we do this, our prayer will be answered. It may not be answered in the way we expect, but it will be answered. It has to fit the law of correspondence, which says that for every, there's a corresponding reality. And the reality has to align with the thought. You're probably not going to manifest a unicorn. There's no corresponding reality for that in most where where most people live. I'm not going to deny the, that there is a unicorn. You know, the unicorn is mentioned in the Bible twice. Did you know that? Um, it apparently, apparently, the unicorn was an animal that was hunted during biblical times. And there was probably some kind of animal that had a horn that ran very fast, according to the uh, passages in the Bible, because one of the passages in Psalms says that the, the, the young men will run as fleet as unicorns. And so we know that unicorns are mentioned in the Bible and they exist. It was very interesting because there was a client of mine who said that uh, her aunt was religious and didn't want the daughters to have uh, uh, stuffed unicorns because it was the one-horned beast in Revelations. And I said, no, the unicorn is mentioned actually uh, uh, in the Bible twice as a uh, as a really noble animal. Uh, Mentioned in the Old Testament twice, uh, not as a demonic animal, but a very noble animal that uh, Solomon compared uh, young men to, the noble young men to. So tell your aunt she's full of crap and quit being so judgmental and hateful and let the niece have her little stuffed animals, for God's sake. Um, so we turn to this healing power um, within our own subconscious mind and remind ourselves of its infinite power and intelligence and its capacity to heal every condition. And as we dwell on these truths, we find our fear begins to dissolve. And the recollection of these truths also corrects the erroneous beliefs. It's erroneous beliefs that's taught in New Thought that leads to these miserable mindsets and physical illness. So let's suppose that we decide to heal a certain difficulty by prayer therapy. We're aware that these problems or sicknesses, whatever it may be, must be caused or at least abetted or maintained by negative thoughts charged with fear and lodged in the subconscious mind. And that if we can succeed in cleaning out this mind of these thoughts, healing will occur. Now, I will not, for fear of causing problems say that you can cure disease by thinking about it. I'm not going to say that. I will say that it has been taught and there have been examples of people doing it. But I'm not going to say throw away your heart meds, you know, throw away your insulin. Never. Never going to say that. No. Never going to say that. That's not what we're saying here. 
We turn to the healing power within our own subconscious mind, and we give thanks for the healing that we know is going to come. And then we keep our mind off the difficulty until we feel guided after an interval to pray again. And while we're praying, you absolutely refuse to give any power to the negative conditions or to admit for a second that the healing will not come. And this attitude of mind brings about the harmonious union of the conscious and subconscious mind. And this is what releases the healing power. It's harmony. There's a, a, a type of dissonance between conscious and subconscious often. We, we do things because we feel we have to, not because we want to. And many of us live in that state. Thoreau said this is a state of quiet desperation. We know we're, we know that there's a way. There's a way, and that's with a capital W, that we should be living, but we're not. And this creates dissonance between the conscious mind and the subconscious. And we walk around depressed, we walk around sick, and we walk around um, uh, out of harmony, out of balance. Now, faith healing. Um, I, I'm amused when I see um, how much um, skepticism is aimed at faith healing. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. And, yes, there's a lot of charlatanry. And, well, you know, you know what? There are unscrupulous people in every profession. There's unscrupulous lawyers. There's unscrupulous doctors. There's unscrupulous teachers. God help me, I've even heard of uh, unscrupulous lawyers, and uh, believe it or not. And um, yes, yes, there are people that take advantage of um, of people. But what's popularly termed faith healing is not the faith mentioned in the Bible, which means the knowledge of the interaction of the conscious and subconscious mind. A faith healer is someone who heals without any real scientific understanding of the powers and forces involved. This is what we normally see, you know, when people like uh, Benny Hinn and uh, 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 Jerry Falwell and such folks who are doing faith healing, they don't really understand how it works. Now, they call upon it. They call upon the power, and the people who are healed are tapping into that subconscious healing method, but this is not the faith mentioned in the Bible. This is not the faith that Jesus taught when he said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could move a mountain. Not the faith that Jesus mentioned when he, wrote, when he rose Lazarus from the dead and said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could do what I do. And that's what he said. He said, you could do what I do if you had the faith. And so this faith healer may claim he has a special gift of healing, and it's the sick person, but it's the sick person's faith in the healing itself. That brings about the healing. And sometimes this faith is utterly blind. It's blind belief, blind faith that causes this about. And I've heard skeptics sneer at blind faith. They say, well, it's blind faith. It's blind faith. And many of these people that are doing the sneering, you look in their lives, and they're miserable. They're they're alcoholics. They're uh, depressed. They, um, uh, they have that life of quiet, des- quiet and not-so-quiet desperation. And they're sneering at people who have blind faith and are experiencing healings. So, you know, you know, it's up to you. You know, it's totally up to you. But this blind faith you see throughout the world, um, sometimes this this faith is aroused. This connection between subconscious and conscious is aroused through incantations, through faith in a uh, authority figure, um, through the reverence of saints, anything else that causes the 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 patient uh, the person to uh, to thoroughly and honestly and uncritically believe in the method or process of healing. So any method that causes you to move from fear and worry to faith and expectation expectation will heal. There's got to be the sense of expectation to make this work. There are many persons, each of whom claims that because this personal theory produces results, it's therefore the correct one. You know, they say, look, I'm getting healing. I'm getting results. So therefore, I'm right. These other people are wrong. And there's an interesting um, discourse by the Buddha called the Kalamas Sutta. Kalamas, K-A-L-A-M-A-S Sutta, 
where the people of Kalama says, Buddha, everybody comes by here and every teacher says, my doctrine is correct. Everybody else is wrong. And we go, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Then somebody else comes by and goes, no, that guy's wrong and I'm correct. And we go, okay, yeah, okay, you make sense. Then a third guy comes by and says, no, no, those two guys are utterly wrong. Their, their doctrine is, religious doctrine is completely wrong. This is the truth here. And then he makes sense. So what's true? And, the, and Buddha said, you know, you're right to be confused, Kalama, with so many people saying that they, they alone possess the truth. The Buddha said, when you've investigated yourself and you see for yourself that these things produce good results and these things produce bad results, then you know for yourself what works and what doesn't, what's true and what's not. If these things produce harm and these things produce discord, then you set them aside. But if these things produce good and harmony and result in uh, sweet fruit, then you keep them. He said, but don't believe them because some elder tells you, because they're in books of authority, because an authority tells you, because of specious logical reasoning, but because you've tested it yourself and you find it to be true. The Kalama Sutta, it's worth reading. He has a, Buddha has a step-by-step process for testing these things. And the Kalama said, Buddha, you make sense. You're the guy with the truth. <laughs> so it was a very interesting uh, thing. So uh, there was once a German physician named Franz Anton Mesmer. And uh, in 1776, he claimed many cures when he stroked diseased bodies with artificial magnets. And uh, later on, he threw the magnets away. And he evolved a theory called animal magnetism. And this is sometimes called mesmerism. You may have heard of it. So this uh, animal magnetism, he said, was a fluid which pervades the universe, but is most active in the human organism. So he claimed that this magnetic fluid, which was going forth from him through his fingertips to his patients, healed them. And many, many people flocked to him in Paris, uh, all through Europe. Because he was affecting cures. People would come to him with all sorts of things. And he would um, – uh, I used to do a demonstration of mesmerism. You, um, you, you get a stance, and you open your eyes really wide, and you, you put your fingers in claws, and you project this magnetism, and you bring it down the body. You can actually feel something coming from the fingertips down the body. So um, Mesmer moved to Paris, and in Paris, the government uh, – during this time, you know, the government went through the age of uh, Paris went through the age of enlightenment. Voltaire, Rousseau, and all these guys were like, you know, they threw the religion out. They beheaded uh, people, and the age of reason hit in, where they uh, went from one extreme to the other. And they threw out the baby with the bathwater because, you know, many mysticisms uh, work, but and also mesmerism works. By the way, hypnotism and mesmerism grew grew out of all this. Um, so. Um, but they appointed a commission composed of physicians and members of the Academy of Science. And at that time, Benjamin Franklin was a uh, uh, a member of that, right, to investigate these cures. So this report admitted that, uh, yes, there were cures being involved. They admitted the facts that were claimed by Mesmer. They said, yeah, these um, facts claimed by Mesmer were true. But they also said that there was no evidence to prove that that there was any kind of magnetic fluid, uh, the existence of any kind of magnetic fluid, and said so the effects were due to the imagination of the patients. So after this, Mesmer, who discovered a great thing, by the way, was driven into exile, and he died in 1815. And then shortly afterward, a fellow named Dr. Braid of Manchester, England, undertook to show that magnetic fluid had nothing to do with the production of the healings of Dr. Mesmer, but he discovered that patients could be thrown into a hypnotic state by suggestion during which many of the well-known phenomena ascribed to this magnetism by Mesmer could be produced. So we we understand that this power of healing uh, was not brought about by an external force, but was stimulated by belief in the external force. Uh, and it was brought about by the active imagination of the patients together with this powerful suggestion of health that was conveyed to their subconscious minds. So Mesmer 
rather than being exiled, really should have been hailed by the Academy of Science uh, as a pioneer in discovering this idea. Uh, there could have been a collaborative effort, in other words, to say, you know, let's look at this. There's not a magnetic fluid, um, but there's something going on here that's affecting a healing. Uh, so um, now, of course, Mesmer is recognized as a pioneer. Um, there, there was, you know, in those days there was uh, ideological warfare. If you ever read about uh, uh, Newton versus Descartes, for instance, there's a great deal of hostility between these two guys uh, concerning the theory of light. And other, I mean, they were they hated each other over uh, how light worked. So you know, back then these were very important things, kind of like the internet. It'd be like the internet today. People arguing over stuff that's really not that important. Um, so we recall that this proposition uh, that the subjective or subconscious mind of an individual is as amenable to the control of his own conscious objective mind as if by the suggestion of another. Now, in my experience, most people uh, respond more to an outside suggestion than they do to their own suggestion. Most of us do not believe ourselves when we tell ourselves uh, we can get better which is why the entire field of psychotherapy exists. Really, it's why the entire field of medical science exists. We, we just don't believe we can heal ourselves. And the faith required in this mental healing is a purely subjective faith, and it's attainable upon the cessation, uh, uh, the cessation of active opposition on the part of the objective or conscious mind. We are our own worst enemies. Y'all remember Pogo? You remember Pogo? We have met the enemy, and it is us. Let's uh, do some station identification. We're running late, um, and um, uh, so we're going to have to kind of play a little catch-up here. The um, station identification now. is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And we're back. We only have about 10 minutes left. Uh, There's an interesting point I'd like to make. Uh, uh, In looking at hundreds of case studies by by mental scientists, um, um, you, you find that the healing of the body uh, is, of course, desirable to secure the concurrent faith of both the conscious and subconscious mind. Um, but it's not always essential. There are cases of healing when, in the face of utter skepticism in the process. Um, if, and what happens is that if a person enters a state of passivity, and receptivity by, by simple relaxation of the mind and body and getting into basically a sleepy or drowsy state. Um, in this drowsy state, your passivity becomes receptive to the subjective impression. And I will tell you, this is why television is such a powerful and dangerous influence. It's been shown that people enter a near hypnotic state while watching television, and you tend to accept, the subconscious mind tends to accept in this passive state, which is why you're, you're sitting there watching television and this commercial comes on with Big Mac or chocolate cake or something, and uh, you know, an hour later you think, man, I'd really like to have a hamburger or chocolate cake. And so um, in one of these cases, um, Dr. Quimby was asked by a fellow that, how is it I got this healing from, from you when I didn't believe a word you said? You told me there's no such thing as disease and that matter does not exist. I didn't believe a word of it, and yet I got a healing. And uh, uh, when he says, well, at first this man thought his intelligence was being insulted, and he was offended, and he protested against such a absurdity. 
from you know in his world. He was a strict materialist, didn't believe any of his mental science stuff. But Quimby says the explanation is simple. That uh, he said Quimby said I quieted him by soothing words, and I told him to get into a per- and so by my by my soothing words, Quimby got him into a passive condition, uh, urged him and soothed him to where the man was saying nothing and to think of nothing, to enter a passive mental state, a passive mental state, and to think of nothing for the time being. And so Quimby also became passive, which put the two in a type of mental harmony. And this is something we'll talk about another another time, breathing, matching your breathing to the person, matching your mental state, trying to get your brain waves even in harmony when you affect a healing. Um, and they became peacefully and constantly for about an hour, uh, about half an hour. And Quimby asserted very passively, both mentally and verbally, that this man would have perfect health and peace and harmony and wholeness. And the man inexplicably, and in spite of his skepticism of his whole method, um, felt immense relief and he was restored to health. So it was easy to see that this subjective faith that he already had uh, in the subconscious overrode the conscious skepticism uh, had been made manifest by silencing and quieting the conscious mind. And being able to put a person in this passive state and getting these suggestions of helpfulness, uh, as Mr. Quimby did, were conveyed to his subconscious mind. And the two subjective minds then became en rapport, and the healing occurred. I just think this is marvelous. This is marvelous. And so um, rather than entering this uh, antagonistic uh, uh, relationship to try to overcome uh, these uh uh, objections um, arising from the subjective doubt, this logical, uh, analytical doubt of what seemed to be a tenebrious uh, process. Um, the idea is to speak directly to the subconscious by by lulling, not luring, but lulling the mind into a sleepy, drowsy state, and the conscious mind's resistance is reduced to a minimum. And the healing power of the subconscious was then allowed to rise to the surface. It was unleashed, and the results followed. So the subconscious mind of the patient, being necessarily controlled by such suggestion, exercised its natural function in accordance of natural law, and the healing followed like the cart follows the horse. Now, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I want to introduce the uh, uh the subject of long distance treatment, we talk about this in uh, the uh, four branches of crystallomancy about uh, remote treatment, about remote projection, um, control at a distance. And, uh, you know, suppose you learned that a friend was sick in New York and you lived in Los Angeles or Texas, and uh, this friend is not physically present where you are, but you can pray for that friend, right? And it's the Father within, the God within, the power within, which does the work. And the creative law of mind, and this is the subconscious mind, right, serves you and will do the work. It responds to you as automatic, and your treatment is for the purpose of inducing an inner realization of health and harmony in your mentality. And this inner realization, acting through the subconscious mind, operates through your friend's subconscious mind, as there is but one creative mind in the universe which we all share. And this is what happens in the Crystal Silence League. You have 200 people praying for somebody. It's one mind, the universal mind. The message is carried. And this universal mind, there is but one creative mind. If we accept that God created the universe of himself, we are all of God. There's one universal mind, one creative mind. Your thoughts of health, vitality, and perfection operate through this one universal subjective mind and sets into motion 
a law that on the subjective side of life, which manifests through your friend's body as a healing. If you understand that, even vaguely, you can heal anybody in the world instantaneously. This is not subjected to time or space. It is an instantaneous healing. So in the mind principle, time or space, it's the same mind that operates through your mother, your father, your children, your friends, no matter where they may be. And in reality, there's no absent treatment as opposed to present treatment for the universal mind is omnipresent. It's the same as if you were sitting across the room from them. Results will follow. We got to go. Uh, I'll try to see you next week. Apparently, my my uh, grand monster goes back to school, and uh, I might be able to do this every week again. Um, and uh, we can start having a weekly show again as she goes back to school, and. Uh, and, and doesn't rack me with a <laughs> exhausting behavior every week. So let us uh, meet again. We certainly shall meet again, shan't we, one way or the other. Uh, if, not, if not on this world, and when the roll is called up yonder, let me find my outro music, and uh, we'll see you next week or the week after. And as always, the Reverend loves you. Praise with the crystal.